Carbone General Health System Community Sports Institute is recognized for outstanding service and contributions to Terrebonne Parish. We provide a certified athletic trainer to every Terrebonne Parish high school. We also provide concussion baseline testing to over 1,400 student athletes annually, along with CPR and AED certification to over 500 area coaches at both the schools and the recreation departments. We are proud to be your trusted resource in keeping our community safe. Visit TGHealthSystem.com. Non-attorney spokesperson ad sponsored by Open Jar Concepts. Attention veterans and active duty military. If you were issued earplugs between 2002 and 2016 and were diagnosed with hearing loss or ringing in the ears, you may be entitled to compensation. The manufacturer of these military earplugs recently paid $9.1 million to resolve claims that their earplugs were defective, potentially exposing service members to damaging sound levels that could have resulted in hearing loss or tinnitus. If you or a loved one were issued earplugs and were diagnosed with tinnitus or hearing loss, don't wait. You fought for this country, and our attorneys want to fight for you. Call 800-493-5689 now for a free legal consultation and to see if you may be eligible to file a claim. Time restrictions may apply, and you pay nothing unless there's a recovery in your favor. So call 800-493-5689 now. Again, 800-493-5689. That's 800-493-5689. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. The bottom line about the quarterback situation is because they're so important, and there are only so many of them that are actually elite. Either you have one or you don't. So what happens when someone doesn't have one? They start squinting and seeing what they want to see. Daniel Jones, yeah, he can run and he can throw. So they start seeing what they want to see. That's why the Mitchell Trubisky thing was all right, because based on what was available for them, they went out and got the most athletic guy. They How's that look now? GJ and Max, mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. What you got today? National Championship Monday. South Carolina winning the ladies. Championship last night over UConn. Gino Oriyama was 11-0 and in um, national title games. UNC seeking a seventh national title and program history, and KU seeking the fourth title. So UNC has six previously. I, I just, again, I'm just asking UNC fans out there if you want to chime in, where would you rank this if they win today, having knocked out Coach K? Like, are we putting? We put it above. Is, is Jordan's national championship number one? I, I honestly don't know. I, I'm not a UNC guy, so I don't know which one has more feeling or merit to it. If you're if you're a Tar Heel in a season in which you hand Coach K his final regular season loss in the final game at Duke, and then you meet them in the Final Four for the first time ever in the tournament, much less the Final Four, and you beat them. I, I gotta imagine it's it's gotta be up there if they wind up winning this, huh? I gotta imagine. 
I know. I'd love to hear from you. 800-998-1003. I played this at this top of last hour. In case you missed it, I'll do it here again. This was Jay Billis earlier. Uh, sat down with both head coaches that was aired over on ESPN. Previewing tonight, both thoughts. First, Herbert Davis, and you'll hear from Bill Self. The emotion that was expended in the semifinal. How do you go from put that aside and move on to the next thing? And is, is that a hurdle that you have to deal with? I don't think it's a hurdle. It's, it's, it's something that has to be done. I'm very, you know, my communication style, I'm very direct, straightforward. I don't speak in vagueness or interpretations. And the reality is we're playing Kansas for the national championship game. And so it's best to use that time to focus on our preparation, our practice, so that we can play our best on Monday night. I've always talked about the guys, uh, ignore all the sideshow distractions, keep your eyes straight ahead. And what straight ahead is the Kansas Jayhawks. I heard you had put a, a picture of the Superdome in the player's locker before the season as the, the destination for the team. Middle of the season, did you still believe that the Superdome was, was your destination? I did. I knew we would have a chance. I told the team that. I don't think the assistants believed me, but I believed it. I felt like for us to have a chance, we would have to be committed much better on the defensive end. It's pretty cool to be able to talk about it in September, and as is a hope and a dream, and now it's, it's almost a reality. KU is all the way through to the national championship game. You, you've heard this a lot when when guys like me talk about Kansas. They'll say, "Well, this may not be Bill Self's most talented team." So when 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 you hear that, you say, "But it's my most what team? Uh, maybe together team." Uh, I don't think this is our most talented team, uh, but I don't think I've ever had a team that, you know, this is coach speak, but I, I, I've never had a team like each other more than this one. Uh, I've never had a team that I think is more connected. I think that uh, uh, we've got the least amount of attention for a really good team that I've ever had at KU. We talk about history a lot, and for you as a coach, uh, you're in the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame, you've won a national title, Final Fours. But winning multiple titles, what would that mean for you personally as a coach? Well, I think it would, uh, uh, I think it would validate, uh, the successes you've had as a coach. But from the view of others, uh, uh, I think getting, getting a second one will, 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 will validate a lot of conference championships, validate a lot of, of number one seeds. You know, uh, those aren't the things you talk about at the end of the day. What you talk about, do you cut down nets? And, and uh, uh, it, it, it would mean a lot to me personally, but more so than that, coaching at Kansas, uh, having the chance to bring home another championship where the event of the game is your first coach, that that carries the weight with me. All right, so there you go. Uh, that is Bill Self again talking about validation, and that's why I keep bringing it up. Where would it be if – UNC was able to uh, to get this here as well. Jordan is going to get me here in a quick second. That bite, by the way, that played over the weekend. <laughs> um, Otaron Matthew, basically, I see. Uh, was he begging or pleading? I, he was just making it. It was like I, I like he explained, you know, how the defense would work with them and and all that other stuff. Poor Saints fans. I mean, P.J. Williams, you know, year deal, and 
Jaleel Johnson adding a little depth to the D tackle position. Again, look, I just remember what Dennis Allen said. What Dennis Allen said back last week. No, not really. Not really. Because, you know, I think, I think people on the outside world look at things and, and say, wow, that was a, that was a great, that, that was a great signing or that was, and, and if you really look over the course of free agency and you'd say, um, they signed a certain player for this high number and big contract and then, you know, a lot of times three years later you might look down the road and you'd say, well, this, you know, he's no longer with that team for one reason or another. Generally it becomes some sort of salary cap casualty or whatever. Um, and so, um, I think there's, there's times where that, that can benefit you. Um, but I'd say as an overall philosophy, um, I'd rather augment our team through free agency and really build our team through the draft. Here we go. Augment through free agency, build the team in the draft. Now I, I know what Saints fans are going, well, have you exactly augmented all the team in free agency? I, I understand. I look, I, I, I hear your pain. I, I just, I, I'm okay with how I'm, I, I like, whether call it patience. I don't know. I'm okay. I'm not freaking out just yet. But here's, um, Jacques Doucet from WAFB in Baton Rouge sat down and chatted with Tyron when he was, you know, basically all LSU last week. And this is what he had to say specifically to States fans. Just, uh, I mean, just, Walking around in the days until the signing happens. Obviously, they have a great program, you know, with Mama Benson and, you know, uh, Dennis Allen and all those people over there. So, I mean, it would be great to, like, represent, you know, my state, uh, my city, you know, uh, the team that I grew up watching. Uh, you know, even a couple of my guys that I, that I, that I love to, you know, hang out with, they play for the Saints now. So it's like, you know, you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a bad, you know, uh, situation. Uh, I think right now, you know, it's all about, Kind of just me taking it easy, being patient. You know, uh, I've been in this league 10 years now. And so anytime I get to spend with my family, you know, I really appreciate that. And, you know, so, uh, yeah, but I can see making a decision, you know. In the, is there a timetable on this or? Uh, no, I think the only timetable is, you know, I, w- I would like to be on somebody's team before camp. <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> In late July. Yeah, so hopefully, you know, um, between now and then, you know, if I can find a fit, if I can find a culture, uh, a coach that can – you know, really, you know, use me to the best of their abilities. Like, that, that's the place that I'll probably end up. C.J. Gardner-Johnson is tweeting like crazy. He wants, yeah. he wants you yeah. to be there with him. Yeah, that's one of my guys. And I mean, I couldn't imagine, a, uh, you know, a secondary with me and him in it. You know, that that probably be the, first of all, it'd be the shortest secondary in the league. <laughs> and then it'll probably be the most feistiest one, too. So, um, I mean, it'll definitely give, you know, the fans in New Orleans, you know, a treat, you know, every Sunday. Magic. That's that's a lot of wishful thinking, you know what I mean? <laughs> there it is. I mean, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, man. In all honesty, though, I, I want to hear from you Saints fans on that, though. Is that the reason why he hasn't been signed? I think the Saints got the money. I don't think he's asking for the Brinks truck. Huh? If not, they'd find a way to do that. He, he mentioned it himself, the size. Is that maybe part of the concern is it contract? I don't know. But I, I told you I'm in for it. I, I'm bringing DK Metcalf. 
On the offensive side, him and Michael Thomas will upset everybody on every play. They're either going to complain or celebrate every single play. Um, and then, yeah, give me the, as, as Matthew called it, the feistiest <laughs> secondary in the league. I'm all, I, again, I, I, I want them to sign. I think it, I, what's the fit though? And do you think that that's part of the problem? That's the only reason I'm asking that because yes, everything else makes sense. You just heard the man say he's looking for a place that is used to the best of his ability, has a culture, has a fit, has a, all that other stuff is already check box, right? That, that you put the check in the box already. The team, the culture, you know, playing at home, all that matters. I, I think there's two things as to maybe why he hasn't been signed just yet. And it could be the other side, not just Dennis Allen and New Orleans. Does he fit on this defense? Where is he playing? Gus, there's an opening at safety. You move Mays to strong. He's the free. Is he a free safety? Is he a strong safety? Because Mays can be the free. I just, I'm just asking where, where are you putting them? Like, what is that vision that Sean Payne always said and Dennis Allen has said, right? Gotta have a vision for that player. Is he and Chauncey Gardner Johnson kind of one and the same? And as you heard Matthew say, he's not at the start of his career. He's been in the league several years. Again, I, I, I'm not saying don't. I think it, it would make sense from not even more than anything, perhaps, of a leadership standpoint. We That video of what he had to say to the LSU football team probably convinced me enough. Listening to him talk to Jacques about how he sees this organization and wanting to play here is also reason enough. Why not? I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. Why not? I, I can't imagine you can't make that work. So is it the Saints seeing what they can get in the draft at safety and they're happy with that and then make it, as you heard him say, before camp? Maybe that's why it's not just the Saints, the Colts, the Cowboys. You got a handful of the teams. I know the Dolphins were interested at first, aren't now, but you got a bunch of teams. The Raiders, these, these aren't like bottom feeder like the Jag teams or like the Jags that they haven't signed. There's interest, but they haven't signed. So if other teams aside from the Saints haven't signed them yet, what is the reason? Is it his age? Is it the money? Is it his height? Do they think, hey, look, what he's been able to overcome in size, speed, agility, athleticism. Do they feel that that maybe is going away the older he gets? I don't know. I'm just, the Saints aren't the only team that haven't signed him is what I'm saying. Maybe he's waiting to see if the Saints sign him because he prefers to sign there. Maybe the reason he hasn't signed is because he hasn't pulled the trigger. I don't know. But again, that came out over the weekend. Saints fans lost their minds. P.J. Williams signed a one-year deal. Jalil Johnson, a defensive tackle, signed a one-year deal with the Saints. Those are your moves so far in the last couple of days. Quick break. We come back. Senor Vegas will join us. Rafael Esparza talking to him about the national championship game and a WrestleMania that I wasn't excited about. Turned out to be pretty good and gruesome at the same time. Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans.
non-attorney paid spokesperson. Attention past and present industrial plant workers in Louisiana. If you worked in a petrochemical plant, a refinery, or other industrial plant, your children may be entitled to compensation. Birth defects have been linked to toxic chemicals and solvents used in the petrochemical and other industrial plants located between New Orleans and Baton Rouge. So if you were working in an industrial plant where toxic chemicals and solvents were present and your child was born with a brain or spinal cord disorder, skeletal, organ, or limb deformities, a heart condition, cerebral palsy, genetic damage, or other problems, they could be entitled to compensation. Call the law firm of Philip C. Hoffman at 1-833-99-TOXIC. If you are a current or former petrochemical or other plant worker and your child is suffering from birth defects, call 1-833-998-6942 today. Contact the law firm of Philip C. Hoffman to evaluate whether your child is entitled to compensation. Call 1-833-99-TOXIC now. Responsible attorney Philip C. Hoffman, New Orleans, Louisiana. The other day, someone said they saw a roach the size of a nutria down around Cutoff. I don't know about that, but nasty pests like roaches, termites, ants, and spiders are running wild up and down the bayou. If you got bug problems, call Terminex and the Bayou Boys, Dan and Billy Foster. They'll be there in a jiffy to protect your home or business. So whether you live up the bayou or down the bayou, Terminex is here to get rid of bugs any size. So call those Bayou Boys. They'll get you, get you Terminex tough. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. They say that once you give him control, he'll own your brain forever. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. You know that Rafael Esparza will be joining us here. Sir, how are you this afternoon on National Championship Monday? I thought it was National Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania Day, but they, um, they, we we're going to get to that in a month. second. All I know is this, sir: I, you got you can't not not be excited on my television right now in front of me, in the upper right hand corner, Augusta, comma GA for Georgia, live. Tiger Woods on the driving range. On the driving range, he played nine holes yesterday. Says he is a game time decision for playing the Masters. The five-time champ over there hasn't played a PGA Tour since November of 2020. Obviously, he had that scary car accident out there in the West Coast that, you know, almost killed him. And maybe, um, you know, I, they thought about what the leg and all that stuff, just gruesome. But, dude, everyone's excited about that. No one's even talking about who can win. Everyone just wants to see him play. It's crazy to think of of. of people that move the needle in your world, my world, or just anyone's world, huh? He's 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 that guy, isn't he? Yeah, but I feel bad. I feel bad that he's taking the attention away from a lot of other... He's not the Tiger Woods of old. He's not going to win the Masters. He's not going to get a green jacket. He's not going to win the PGA, the Open. He's not going to go to Brit- uh, England and get the British Open or the Open, we want to call it. He's, I don't know. I just don't see the big thunder. If he plays, that's great. I, I just don't see his body holding up 
supposed to rain all day today or all day Tuesday in Atlanta, all day Wednesday. It's supposed to be 59 degrees Saturday at Augusta. I've had many surgeries, including a back, including a knee, and a, a million heart ones. My body aches when it's 59 degrees. Mm. What is he going to do, try to do 18 holes in 59-degree weather? Right. Look, I, I look at it like this. I, I, I'm with you. I don't know if I can seriously contend. I mean, would you say it would be the greatest victory of all time if he came back and won this weekend? I mean, what are your odds on that? Like, it's got to be a million to one, huh? I mean, I'm not the I'm not the biggest Tiger lover. I mean, we've had run-ins. He's sixty to one to win it all. Uh, but if he does win it, I would have to put, I would have to say if he puts on the green jacket, that will in my eyes that takes over USA beating uh, the Soviets in hockey in the Miracle on Ice. In my eyes, that that will probably I, I think just, uh, jump over that as one of the greatest sports histories and, and it's hard for me to say that that's almost telling that's for me almost saying right. that the st louis cardinals are the best team in baseball for me saying tiger woods could put on a green jacket surpassing uh the miracle on ice that's hard for me to say i will say this the last time the last jacket right just a couple of years back i told you about this i'll never forget this it was remember they moved it to an earlier tea time to avoid weather or whatever and um i'm at the mall there's a little kid play area there and we're shopping for Carver's Easter outfit, whatever. It had to be at that moment. I'm like, ugh. Because we, I agreed, dude, I'd agreed to do it because I thought they were going to play in the afternoon. I, I set my, I, I cleared up my afternoon and then they moved the tournament up for me. Um, but I, I recalled on the show after that and, and remember it now, the amount of people walking with their heads staring at their phones. I mean, I was doing it, you know, and I'm sitting in the little play area by the food court and everyone in the little bar area, it looks like bar stools, but it's seating that looks into where the kids can play. Everyone's watching it. Everyone's watching. My wife is sitting next to me. We were all enthralled. Like we, we were watching every hit, every stroke, every hole, everything. And when he won it, literally Lakeside Mall erupted. I mean, I've never seen anything like that, man. It's crazy um, that he has that kind of following. You know, and, and that people follow it. And I mean, my wife, doesn't, I can't, she's never watched a full, you know, round, much less tournament. Um, but that's, that's the draw that he has. It's crazy. It is. But like I said, I just, so how can we not oh, talk about the new number just, one golfer uh, in, in the world right now? He's just taking, I feel bad for all the other golfers. Well, you know what? Um, speaking of following, is there anybody else in wrestling that has this kind of following? First off, Pat McAfee was incredible last night, I thought. Then he got, you know, the Stone Cold Stunner. Vince McMahon got the Stone Cold Stunner. He... Stone Cold wrestled Saturday. Tell me all about it, man. I, I didn't give this WrestleMania a lot of um, hope, but judging by reaction in the bits and pieces I saw, dude, it, it, it actually was entertaining and fun. They rolled out a gigantic, what was it, 40-foot mousetrap? Johnny Knoxville yes. and Sammy Zayn <laughs> from Jackass? That was that was funny. I'm, I'm not the biggest, if I, if I could say it, jackass follower. Sure. I never did watch the shows, uh, but that, but there was a lot of 
I would say upsets. I mean, everyone thought Ronda Rousey was going to win. She doesn't. Charlotte Flair wins. Uh, that was a, that was kind of a, I don't want to say a big upset, but as you think, people thought, oh, everyone thought Brock Lesnar was going to win. He doesn't. So it was, I would say, it's the stuff that's, I mean, I think you uh, WWE kind of threw a curve to everyone mm-hmm. and said, hey, Logan Paul and The Miz beat uh, the Mysterios. I mean, there was another one that everyone kind of thought that was going to go the other way. So I thought it was very entertaining. I'm actually still watching it because I had to grade all these prop bets that, right. that, I, that I mustered up. I'm on the second viewing of Sunday show already. So uh, I thought the Roman Reigns match, he did get hurt. Uh, you sent me that, uh, that gruesome picture. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens on Friday and how bad that injury is. I haven't heard anything because, he might have to maybe take a lay down on Friday because uh, that was just disgusting what his arm looked like. Uh, yeah, it's either his shoulder, but it looks like a torn bicep. I mean, you see a ball. Yeah, that's what to me it looks like a torn bicep. Yeah, it looks like I a mean, torn was... bicep, and that that that's a while. That's a while. Yes, um, that's a while. <laughs> you know, um, on that, I mean, I, I think that's why you saw in the pin down he could even uh, bit, pull up his shoulder on there. So we'll see what happens there. But I only bring that up because, again, we've talked about this before, man, the the pop that certain guys get and just, I mean, things like that, man, when, when you look at sports, how some people can sort of carry it and look at it that way. Along those lines, as we transition over to basketball, speaking with Rafael Esparza, VSI Doc Sports, where to follow him on Twitter, the Lakers. The Lakers are a brand, Rafael, that there's expectations, there's following they lost yet again yesterday. They trail by two games to the Spurs, four to play. Have you officially are you are you not even putting props or odds anymore? Are they done in your mind? Yeah, I took everything down Laker wise. And and I'm and I'm on record on your station saying that they weren't gonna make the playoffs, that the Pelicans were gonna get the ninth seed, uh and stuff. And I think that's gonna that's what's gonna happen. I mean the media Force fed us all season long. Nets, Lakers, Nets, Lakers, Nets, Lakers. And, and uh, well, I mean, yeah, the Nets will make it. Uh, but they're in a 10th seed right now. It's not like the Nets are playing fantastic ball uh, right now. It's just, I mean, the NBA, how come we're not talking about the Phoenix Suns, who are 62-16? and 16? Uh, How come no one's talking about Miami, who were fighting with each other, and then all of a sudden they, they ram off a, a nice winning streak, winning 6 out of 10. Uh, four-game winning streak. Uh, there's other topics. The Milwaukee Bucks claim they're their best ball. But, no, I turn on every TV, and we have this, oh, the Lakers are done. Oh, yes. what are the Nets going to yes. do? I mean, what is, I, we should talk about the Pelicans. The Pelicans, who are 34 and 44 in the playoffs. No one mm-hmm. said that. No one, no one thought that was going to happen. It's all about AD blaming the Pelicans' social media department. Um, Raphael, that's how it works. Uh, over to the national championship game. I know you're going to be there tonight in the Dome. Um Dude, I, I got to tell you, I, I like Jordan brought it up. You know, was speaking with that Daniel Sports Director Channel Twenty Six, and he's seen a ton of sporting events, and he said that might have been one of the greatest things he's seen. The, the hype, the way it came down, what was on the line, all of that. Rafael, I'm trying to think of something else. Can you think of two or three different games or events that sort of matched hype and and, and provided what you wanted to see? I think probably I would have to go to a baseball reference. I would think when uh, McGuire and Sosa were chasing the home run and they played each other uh, that that one Sunday night where they moved that game to Sunday night baseball and the ratings were through. I would think that would probably have to be uh, the hype. Uh, And we had to think about baseball was coming off a horrible strike. Everyone was down on baseball coming out. And them two, granted they cheated, used steroids. I'm not saying that's a plus, but 
they carried baseball into that. I feel bad for this national championship game tonight because no, if Kansas wins tonight, they're minus four. I think they do. No one's going to remember who the national championship winner in 2020 for the March Madness. We're always going to talk about the North Carolina Duke game in the mm-hmm. final four. Oh, I was going to ask, and I've asked this a little bit ago, and I'm I'm still trying to get some some folks that are UNC people. If UNC wins tonight, where do you put this? It would be their seventh title. I, I saw somebody suggest nationally it's it's above Jordan's. Like, what? First off, what's the number one championship in your mind for them? Is it Jordan's? You know, shots. Is it just because it was Jordan, or, or how it happened? Um. And, and where would this be when you consider to get to this point? They had to get hot late in the season, beat Coach K, and beat him again in the Final Four, and then win a national title. I, I don't think if they win it right now, I don't think it surpasses Jordan because Jordan's. I mean, Jordan's team was so stacked. We have we have names. Now, I'm not saying Baycott and Love are not going to have great NBA careers and all that, but those na- that name on that Tar Hill uh, team, people people are not going to wear Love jerseys. In ten years, I still I saw a James Worthy jersey the other day when I was at uh, uh, press row and stuff like. I saw a Jameson jersey. I I just don't see Baycock and Love jerseys in the next uh, ten years. Even if they do win it tonight, I don't think it surpasses. It'll be it'll be second, uh, but it won't surpass your Jordan shot. All right, and you like tonight? Kansas is a four point favorite. If Baycott was healthy, I think it's a totally different game. Uh, he's got ankle. Uh, it's a short turnaround from Saturday to Monday. I think he'll, he's going to play, uh, but I think in the second half is when Kansas uh, flexes their muscles, and, uh, and I think that's when they can show the game. I like Kansas tonight. I wish Big Cut was 100%. I think it would be a totally different game, but uh, when you have ankle and injury, especially that way, on a short turnaround, coming back from halftime, it's probably mm-hmm. going to be all ice cold and all that. I think Kansas going to be too high uh, that when I like Kansas in the second half to win it. They got some bigs down there, man. And I, I don't know how you're going to be able to, to, to contain, you know, um, it, it was a tremendous atmosphere. It's so electric, man. And look, a lot of times you, you kind of feel let down or maybe even disappointed when it's nothing but blue bloods and you kind of, you know, don't think it's going to be that good. But while it didn't get the, I guess the chatter that the second game got, I mean, Kansas showed why they were good right in that game against Villanova. Yeah, their defense. I mean, their last three games, uh, they they let uh, Villanova score 65. Miami only put up 50, and Providence only put up 61. If North Carolina wins this one, they have to score like they did against Duke. They need to put up an 80 mark or even a 90 mark when they beat uh, uh, Baylor. Uh, they need to put points on the board because if Kansas uh, flexes their muscles down low, controls the boards, and that defense gets set, I just don't see it happening. I, I think Kansas uh, wins. At VSI Doc Sports is the way to follow Rafael Esparza over on Twitter. And what, top of the hour? He'll be over on YouTube. And thank you as always, man. Appreciate it, buddy. Not a problem, guys. Have a great week. Yep, there he goes. All right, quick break. We come back. Chip Patterson, CBSSports.com. We'll get his take on um, where maybe they sort of will rank this if that happens. We'll go back and get his thoughts on the game on Saturday. And, um, and where this all, you know, kind of leads us to tonight. 820 tip off in the Caesars Superdome. You're listening to the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans.
If your garage door is damaged or destroyed during Hurricane Ida, then you need to call American Garage Door Supplies in Homa today. If you need a dependable repair or professional installation, American Garage Door Supplies in Homa will deliver a level of incredible service for your residence or business. Call 985-633-1623 today or stop by 7424 West Park in Homa and check out the many colors of residential and commercial roll-up doors. Plus, at American Garage Door Supplies of Homa, you'll get your door in just a few weeks, not months. Like us on Facebook, American Garage Doors. Everyone loves shopping online. Well, I'm going to tell you what I tell my golf buddies when they buy clubs. Stop searching for coupon codes. Download Capital One Shopping to your computer. Capital One Shopping instantly searches for available coupon codes and automatically applies them at checkout. Plus, it's free, and you don't even need a Capital One card to use it. That's like hitting a hole in one without even trying. Capital One Shopping. It's kind of genius. What's in your wallet? Savings and available coupons vary. Carrie, can you make sure it is cleaned up? Restaurant Week has Sanjay's tables jam-packed. Somebody please refill the he needs more servers to keep these new customers coming back. Let's keep these tables turning as fast as possible, okay? Gonna need to hustle. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Stop buying tickets without rewards and start getting more from the only ticketing company that rewards you for buying Vivid Seats. Buy 10 tickets, the 11th is on us. That's like 10% back every time you buy. And with 100% buyer guarantee and over 100 million tickets sold, that's something to sing, laugh, cheer, scream, buy about. Head to VividSeats.com for terms and conditions. Vivid Seats. Life happens live. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Looking forward to the national championship game coming up tonight to help us break that down a bit and go over how we got to this point. Mr. Chip Patterson, CBSSports.com, at Chip underscore Patterson is the way to follow him on Twitter. College football and, of course, college basketball. Chip, happy national championship Monday to you. How are you? Happy national championship Monday to you. Uh, you sent me a photo of your incredible position mm-hmm. uh, inside that building for a historic night. So I, I think i got to throw it right back at you. Uh, happy National Championship Monday. How are you doing today? Are you going to be back in the building? Dude, it was incredible, Chip. Um, look, I, you know, I, Carmelo's shot in a corner. Um, and, you know, with Syracuse won, seeing Anthony Davis win the National Championship and then become – you know, a member of the, the, the team here professionally. We all know how it ended, but still being able to watch that. But man, I, you know, going into that game, I was, Hey, this ought to be fun. I've never been. And it's kind of the bucket list thing, right? Chip, you know, going and seeing a Duke UNC game at Cameron, if you could remotely get in or even at chapel would be fun. Like I want to see those things and it'd be fun to sort of do. So I get there and my first ever UNC Duke game. Is in front of seventy thousand, and it was incredible. I mean, dude, the entire streets, man, from Poydras to around the dome to you name it. it, it was just blue. It was just different shades of blue. When not only with Kansas as well, but I thought it was overwhelmingly the city was covered in Tar Heel and Duke Blue Devil. Yeah, eighteen lead changes, twelve ties. For those of you who are not doing a quick math in your head, that means that at thirty different times 
in a 40-minute game, there was either a game-tying or go-ahead score. That is absolutely absurd that almost every minute you were having the leverage of that competition changing, a new team was jumping ahead. And one thing that I really saw in the aftermath of the game, and I'm not the only one to speak on this, mm-hmm. um, my colleague Gary Parrish at the Ion College Basketball Podcast has, has mentioned it several times on that podcast as well, but Duke having the lead with a minute 18 seconds left, Duke having the lead with a minute one seconds left, then miss a couple shots, miss a couple free throws, Caleb Love hits a dagger, and the game's over. Like Duke was uh, very much in that game, very much in position, but because of the weight, of it being Mike Krzyzewski's last season because mm-hmm. of the weight of Duke being you know, in a position to possibly get uh, a game, avenge that loss at Cameron Indoor Stadium, potentially win a national championship. Like everything was lined up and just, you know, you led with 61 seconds remaining and, and then you don't and your season's over. That's it. That's it. And I, I think that the way that that just went snap. Um, was something that was really interesting to, to be able to witness because like, while we spend so much time building up these moments, building up these games, the NCAA tournament is, is still like a, a formula, right? And so it's, that's it. One team advances, the other doesn't. There's yeah. no redos. This ain't boxing. You know, we can't, we can't dispute it. We can't, it's, that's, that is the end of Mike Krzyzewski's <laughs> career as yeah. head coach, and North Carolina moves on to Monday night. Speaking with Chip Patterson, CBSSports.com, you live in that part of the country. Can can you even understand what that meant? Because I'm like going back and forth with some people that I know that cover the Pelicans or are New Orleans sports that are Tar Heel fans or played at North Carolina. And to try to get that, I, I mean, like, I can't understand Tar Heel fans or people telling me today, I'm good. Whether we win or not tonight, but Saturday was our day. Like we're we're good. Like that. That's hard for me to even comprehend. Um, it is. It, it is a game that the common refrain from North Carolina fans and Duke fans. Everybody agreed that they didn't want to beat the other in the Final Four. That they did not want to to have this kind of showdown because the way the NCAA tournament is set up. Yeah. It, they're not going to have highly ranked ACC opponent and another highly ranked ACC opponent as the two and the three in the East region, if they can help it. So Duke and North Carolina programs that with all of their final four appearances and um, with all their deep NCAA tournament runs, you know, they've always come from different corners of the bracket, which is why they don't meet in the NCAA tournament first time ever. And the reason why everyone has always said on both sides, North Carolina and Duke, that they didn't want to be there is because the joy of the win would be less than the pain of the loss. And I I don't know if I still agree with that right. after seeing the way that this has gone for North Carolina and for Duke. And so for the what it means around here, it means that all of your office smack talk, <laughs> which has been a, you know, a driving factor of any good local rivalry, mm-hmm. like it's done. There is a conversation ender. Let me be specific here. The rivalry is not done because new players are going to commit to play for North Carolina and Duke every single year. There will be coaches even after John Shire and Hubert Davis whose number one goal is to always be comparing themselves and always be trying to beat that tobacco road rival. The rivalry itself will remain just as intense. But when fans at a sports bar 
or when fans at your office or at your church, when it comes to talking smack, the conversation is over because Mike Krzyzewski's last game in Cameron Indoor Stadium was a loss to North Carolina by double digits as an 11-point favorite. And Mike Krzyzewski's final loss of his career was to North Carolina, four-point favorite in the Final Four when you had a chance to win a national championship and walk it off. So, like, that's the thing. The rivalry is, is going to be forever enhanced by what has happened. But for the smack talk around the triangle, North Carolina fans will have the upper hand for a while. And I want to go back to the smack talk part of this because it's been a lot of give and take in recent years. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2009, Carolina wins it. 2010, Duke wins it. 2015, Duke wins it. 2017, North Carolina wins it. There's been a little bit of balance. 01, Duke. 05, North Carolina. Like, they have had some give and take. 91-92, Mike Krzyzewski wins his first. Oh, my gosh, Duke's taking over the world. What happens? Boom, 1993, Dean Smith wins his second. So they have always had this balance where they've been able to talk smack to each other around the office. But now you've got these last two results, and, and that is uh, it is going to take multiple generations for this not to be a big part of the way a fan experiences the rivalry. Got about uh, four minutes here before we wrap up, Chip. And, look, I, obviously when you look at shots, I mean, I, I love the stills that we've had. I, I was on it behind the goal from, you know, where Caleb Love's three was, and obviously the iconic shot of Jordan hitting in the left wing, I think the same side of the dome as well. You know, you get those shots, and it's just it's crazy to think that how it just it, it kind of shapes how you're viewed in all those different aspects of it. But you didn't have that close a game beforehand in Kansas and Nova, but at the same time, I thought just this dominating performance by the Jayhawks, it sets up an interesting game tonight. Yeah, 57.1 field goal percentage is not sustainable. But right. the idea that in the cavernous uh, Caesars Superdome that those Kansas players seem to have no problem hitting their shots, Ochai Abaji knocking down his first six three-pointers of the game, that's not a good sign for North Carolina. Kansas will cool off, but both these teams like to run, and both these teams have players who are ready to step up. And you mentioned the Caleb Love shot. I think that is representative of both him and R.J. Davis and Brady Manick throughout this run, which has been going on since about mid-February. Um, they are just unafraid. You know, they've got a little eight beside their name in the bracket, but they're playing like a two-seed right now. They're playing like North Carolina, and there is so much belief and confidence. Kansas has always been there. I mean, Kansas has been a one-seed in seven of the last 13 tournaments. The narrative for Kansas is like, hey, aren't, isn't it about time y'all actually do this? Right. And they've made it to the Elite Eight six times yeah. in the last 13 tournaments. Mm-hmm. I mean, about half the time, Kansas has a team based on its seeding, AP poll ranking, or how far it gets in the tournament, where they're in the mix to win it all on a very short list of the teams to do it. But they are playing with so much confidence right now. And, and that's where I think that tonight, it's not going to be a, a, a game that is lost. It will be a game that is won mm. just because both teams are playing so well and so much confidence. So I asked this, uh, you know, as I was saying when we started with you, uh, Chip Patterson, CBSSports.com, like where would you rank if UNC can win this national championship and do that? And I, I guess I'm going back and forth with Juan Kincaid from Fox 8 over here. He was the sports director and, and played at UNC. And he was like, look, you know, Jordan, that team and stack and where the ACC was at that time, 
kind of would put that still at first. Can can you kind of start to look at it as to where you would put it based off of them getting into the tournament late with a late push, beating Coach K twice, like all of that? You, you have to imagine it's top three. Is that is that right? So if North Carolina wins, where do they rank against the other national championship team? Yes. Is that the question? Yes, that's the question. Okay. Um, so the 9 team was tremendous. And Ty Lawson and Danny Green and Tyler Hansborough um, and Wayne Ellington, they beat everybody by, I think, 15 points. Wasn't LSU in the second round of that run? And mm-hmm. it was like Lawson came back from injury and nobody could stay in front of him. He was ACC Player of the Year that year. That team – to me, is probably the number two to 82, which I would put up as my number one. And I have thought that North Carolina, this team, reminds me a little bit more of the 1993 and of the 2017 team. And it's because those teams didn't have, um, you know, it didn't have the NBA talent of, you know, having Marvin Williams on the team, having Raymond Felton on the team in 05. Those players I just mentioned from the 09 team, Clearly the 1982 team in terms of like pro talent is ridiculous. But 93 and 17, and then this year if it were to happen, it's more about program guys, guys that have been around for a couple years. I mean, I know that Caleb Love and R.J. Davis are just a sophomore, but in terms of the experience that they had, you know, with Roy Williams' sudden retirement, early exit from the NCAA tournament last year, there was a time where everyone was looking at North Carolina basketball like it was about to crater. You know, rumors that everybody was going to transfer out. And Hubert Davis got the job, and he got to work on not only keeping everybody on board, but bringing in other additions that can make them better, like Brady Manick from Oklahoma. And so, you know, when you've got these people who are really committed to the program, and they've been around, they know what, you know, they have the, the right expectations. That's like your Armando Baycott. That's your Leaky Black. I think that um, it might be a less talented team, than 1982 or 2009 or 2005, but it, it is no less special. And it, it is one of those things that I think fans remember for a long time, uh, the teams that didn't necessarily have all – they weren't able to overwhelm opponents, but they just found ways to win, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what North Carolina has been doing. Chip Patterson, CBSSports.com. Man, always a pleasure. Always fun chatting with you. And again, not only you live in that part of the area, you cover college basketball for CBS as well. I'm like, like I had a chat with you for a little bit, man. Thanks as always today. Sounds good. Y'all be well. Yeah, for sure. Chip underscore Patterson's the way to give him a follow. CBS Sports, CBS Sports HQ. Just chatted with Juan Kincaid. He's in North Carolina for a reunion because he played soccer there. I will, um, just give a chat with us. Top of the hour, buddy. So let's add Juan Kincaid. Top of the hour, two o'clock. Quick drive by uh, as to what it's like to be in Chapel Hill in and around those parts with a national championship game at hand. The intern next. It's the Sports Hangover in ESPN New Orleans. Spring is finally here. At Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa, we're ready. With truckloads of fresh inventory arriving daily. Plus fantastic deals like the all-new redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra. Or the fuel-efficient class-leading MPG with Camry and Corolla. Greg LeBlanc Toyota is also giving you top dollar for your trade. Go ahead and shop the inventory online now at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These outstanding deals won't last long. Nope. Greg's got the deals. Shop South Hollywood Road. Homa. 
RTC, ETEL, and Vision have always led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now, we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. RTC, ETEL, and Vision are now Rev. New name, same company. Learn more at Let'sRev.com. When you're sick, you want to be close to home. World-class medicine doesn't require a trip to the city because the best care is close to home at Thibodeau Regional. We're continually adding new services, and our team of physicians has grown to more than 250. That's a lot of doctors. More doctors, more services, treating more conditions. And keeping more families healthy. World-class medicine, right here, close to home at Thibodeau Regional. Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses, call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. Miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003. Jordan, the intern, rejoins us, sir. Um, you know, let's just get it out the way. Any new Saints signings? Go ahead. No. No. Okay. <laughs> None, huh? No. I did see Bleacher Report. Um, Aaron Donald's footwork is elite, so Aaron Donald's already. Oh, he's ready. Out he's ready. Here to go. <laughs> well, again, in case you you missed us or you joining us late, um, today is the first day that the New Orleans Saints um, off season conditioning program phase one, if you will, as you like to call it, it is up and running. Phase one. Uh, voluntary mini camp, April 25th through the 27th. Now again, you're a new team or you're a team with a new head coach, which the Saints are. You get some extra things. You get to start training camp early. You get this voluntary mini camp, which again, you don't have to do. It's voluntary. Jordan, I'm going to ask you, should you attend on April 25th through the 27th? Should I attend? No, not, not you. Yes. Yeah. Should, should the Saints have some sort of mini camp, even if it's walkthrough style, and take advantage of this or not? Is it is it mandatory or is it? I, is it's it voluntary. Voluntary. You're not listening. You see, why don't you ever pay attention to me? It's voluntary no, I, I, mini camp. If, if I'm a, if I am a veteran player, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not attending. All right. So if you're a vet, you're not attending. Not um, attending. If if I'm a rookie, yeah. I'm not. I'm attending. Okay, I understand these high school fields or the playground when you saw, you know, back during COVID days or last year where Tom Brady was throwing with Gronk and Jameis is out of high school. Can, can we can, can we just make it the Saints facility? You know what I'm saying? Like, hear me out. I, I'm with you, Jordan. I understand if you're, you know, some of these other vets, you don't want to do it, that's fine. But this is a perfect time 
that 25th through the 27th for Jameis and the receiving and Michael Thomas, right? I'd be great to hear that he's back in the building and, and healthy. And even if it's just jogging, I'm just saying, rather than seeing Jameis in some high school stadium or track field over at City Park throwing to receivers that don't play for the Saints, It'd be fantastic for those three oh, days really to just be, about. yes, yes, this is what I'm talking about. There's no reason they shouldn't be in Saints shorts and Saints shirts is just throwing doing, the football at one another. Out? Huh? Is he still working out? Well, that's what I'm saying. Wherever he's working out, why can't he work it out there? Matter. No, it does matter. It absolutely matters. Get out there and throw to the people that are actually going to be on the team, Jordan. That's why you invite I'm him starting now. Place. I'm starting now. I got in arguments all last year when everybody kept saying, they don't need OTAs, man. What are you getting all upset about? They could just, there's the switch. Yeah, how'd that go? How'd that go? They were doing pretty well at the beginning of the season, Gus. Man. Until Jameis Winston got hurt. What do you mean? How'd that go? Oh, 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 oh now, now you. We had to now, use a fourth-string quarterback. There That's how it went, Gus. What do you mean? All right, another word, another date. Write this down. Put it in your phone. Uh, May 24th through 26th, May 31st through June 2nd, and June 7th through June 10th. That is when you can have OTA off-season workouts, a.k.a. practice. No contact, of course, but it's stretchy practice. Time. No, it's a little, a little more than stretchy time. Again, this is vital to me. I think it's important, Jordan, if they don't take advantage of voluntary minicamp. On April 25th through the 27th. Are you with me that they better have OTAs this year? None of this virtual put on a headset. I'm going to, you know, zoom you OTA stuff they've been doing recently. <laughs> I think uh, Rob Gronkowski last year, I think he said he did all of them at once. And he just used different shirts. And then he just relaxed for, uh, you know, the uh, the other days that they were supposed to be doing. Again, I, I, I'm i just saying, in a season where right now it's still James Hurst as your left tackle, and we're, we're assuming that Michael Thomas is healthy. I, you know what? I am. I, maybe I'll relax and calm down and I'll see in August if I can just see a photo. A photo. I haven't seen anything. What's the last time you saw Michael Thomas? Who cares? Oh, here we go now. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? You don't want to see him. Jo- you don't want. To, you know what? I don't even see him in action. I don't need a live photo on your iPhone like I like. Can, can we just see him standing out there? Can we just see him standing out there with gloves in his hands, just catching no a football? Photo. How about that? Just standing still with his hands forming the diamond, just waiting to catch a football in the foreground, a blurry vision of James throwing. That's all I need. It's all I need. You know, I, I That's all I need. All why can't I have that? But why can't I have that? If you're going to do that, you might as well, this, this thing might as well just tweet, yes, Michael Thomas is still alive. There's no need to take a photo. That'd be fantastic because I don't know. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I know I see him tweeting all the time, but I've not, I mean, at least well, then there James, you go. he's still alive. There's nothing I'm just saying Jameis is, he's throwing the football in a building. He's outside. Like, where is Michael Thomas? <laughs> It'd be nice. I just wouldn't make me feel better. That's all I'm saying. Why well, can't I? Because here's the thing before you continue. Okay. Cause you know what's coming. Because you know who else can have voluntary minicamps? April 19th through the 20th is their date. The 16th, 17th, 19th, 23rd, 24th, 26th. I guess they have to have a little day off there for Roy's Miami Dolphins. And I guarantee you, guess who's going to be out there throwing? Tua? Yeah. 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 
But like we said, I'm, last no, year, I'm just saying. I mean, it's, there, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be good throw. enough for he them though, right? I'm just just saying. I'm just saying it's gonna be good enough for them though. I know he threw five interceptions in the practice. I understand that, but my point is maybe because they didn't get any OTAs done before then. It, that was this. That was a year ago, Gus. This is com- this is a completely new year. That's fine. You know what? Let's go about it your way. We'll see you in August. Everybody, just go hang out. I say you just, hey, no, just play Xbox, I'll... do whatever it is that you do, what your kids do. Who cares about practice? There's no need to work out together. There's no need to throw the football to one another. There's no need to be in the locker room together. You're right. You're right. Let's let's go the, let's go to Clee Bear way. I'm, I'm sure a lot of players would be happy with that. I'm just, right. I agree. That's, you know what? Why did Tom force Arians out? He needed, needed more structure. He needed more structure if you listen to everybody. Cajun Goat, you're on with Jordan the intern. What you got, buddy? Ooh, you're giving me a headache with that Saints talk, man. <laughs> I don't mean the, Saints, uh, the Saints are going to do what they're going to do. You know what I'm saying? I don't care who's going in there. I don't, you know. Not until we start a mini camp, you know. Okay. All right. Uh, so, so Cajun go, you're good. You're good until mini camp starts. Then we'll, we'll we'll go to that, you know. Okay. So you're right good now, until June fourteenth through the sixteenth. Yeah, I'm good okay. with that because right now I'm too busy shoveling the Lakers into the ground. <laughs> I mean, I got I got to worry about the Lakers getting shoveled into the ground. I'm wearing black all week, you know, the the memorial service. Oh, you know, I love it. Uh, well, one I more love, game. I love that game. That game was better than the Duke-North Carolina game for me. It was way better than that game, man. I just loved it. Because I thought the Lakers came out thinking they were going to be totally physical and like the Pelicans were just going to back down. When Jackson Hayes cracked LeBron James coming up for the, 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 the layup, I loved it. And A.D. went got in his yeah, face and he got right back in his face. That was the fastest A.D.'s told, move. He told A.D. <laughs> He told AD, I got more charges in Los Angeles than you do, AD. You don't want to mess with me. Oh, that was good. <laughs> um, Jordan Cajun Goat says that Laker win was better than Duke UNC. Where are you, where are you falling on that one, Jordan? Uh, I mean, it was a great game, but I'm not, I can't say that it was better than Duke UNC. It, that was a final four game. First time either team met each other in the tournament. I've, obviously, if you're a New Orleans Pelicans fan, mm-hmm. it's going to be up there, but I, I don't think it comes close. You know what? You I kind of had that same argument uh, earlier. It, it, it comes more than close, Jordan. Close. Jordan, the only reason you feel that way is because you're not a true New Orleanian fan, brother. Because right. if you're a New Orleans right. fan, you can you care mean? less That's about right. Duke, That's and right. you can care less about UNC, because they right. have nothing to do with Louisiana. That's right, Kids And they can go. bury us every time they get in the media. They want to bury us. I can care less about Duke and USC. You know what I care about? I'm getting the Lakers pick. You know what I care about? Watching Anthony Davis power. That's right. You know what I heard? You know what I heard in Jordan's response there? You know what I heard in Jordan's response? I think Jordan still has an Anthony Davis jersey. No, maybe you got an AD jersey. Or LeBron. Maybe that was him walking over there in uh, L.A. with the Pelican jersey with AD on it. Jordan, do you have an AD (laughs) jersey? No, I don't. But I still oh, there was a pause. Shirt. Cajun Goat, I heard a pause. I heard a pause, Cajun Goat. I heard a pause. I have a Pelicans. I, have I a heard Pelicans. it, too. I'll, I'll be truthful. I have a Pelicans Anthony Davis shirt and a, and a Hornets is. Anthony Davis shirt. So but you have a Pelicans and a Hornets Anthony Davis shirt. That's why he went rogue. Okay. All right. 
<laughs> he, he probably got the That's All Folks shirt, too, I guess, huh? I think you do have I think you have the That's <laughs> All the Folks. Pelicans should line up the whole Smoothie King Arena with bye the bye Andy Folks. Oh, I love it. Bye-bye, <laughs> KG. KG, go to hit the top of the hour. Way too much fun. We should have started this earlier. Thank you, bud. I appreciate it. All right, brother. Have a good day. All right, uh, Jordan, the intern. Do you want to chime in again or no? You're done for the day? I don't know. You got schoolwork? I don't know what you got going oh, on. That kind of hurt my feelings, but... but... I'm not a true Pelicans fan. Well, I, I didn't say that, KJ. I'm always there. wearing my Pelicans gear. You see me? I'm, on just, Zoom. I'm just trying to get. Uh, I'm just trying to get the Saints to actually show up to you know work out and work out together. Might Girls, help why are we talking about Might the Saints em. right now? Might we got to be talking about the Pelicans. <laughs> All right, I'll chime in with you next hour. There he goes, Jordan Intern. Uh, hour three next. The Sports Hangover in ESP in New Orleans. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone, America's number one brakes destination. We have the pads, rotors, drums, shoes, and brake fluids to improve your stopping power. Right now, you can do the complete job and get a great deal with brake pads and rotors. Missing a tool? Ask about our free Loan-A-Tool program and borrow the tools you need to get the job done. Get in zone, AutoZone. Claim based on data from the NPD Group 2021. Deposit required for Loan-A-Tool. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. You're teaching your kid how to parallel park. Ouch! (laughs) Turns out he likes to do it by feel. (laughs) Don't worry, eBay Motors has bumpers, taillights, trunk lids, license plate holders, 122 million parts. Pull up just a little bit. And headlights. (laughs) They've got lots of headlights. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors. Let's ride. When a child is diagnosed with cancer, the last thing parents should have to worry about is how to pay for it. This is a St. Jude moment. Calvin got diagnosed June 10th of 2018. He has Rhabdomyer sarcoma, a soft tissue cancer. One oncologist told us if it was my son, we'd go to St. Jude. And within 24 hours, we were on a plane headed here. It's hard to fathom what St. Jude has done for us. They've really given our family hope for the donors out there. It's just amazing. I never thought we would be in this place. And it's people like you that help us and help St. Jude provide for a family like ours. St. Jude is like the gold at the end of a rainbow. And we are so grateful and thankful for everything. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Whoa, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. Right, says I need to stop talking about the Saints. Get back to the Pelicans. Todd Graffinini. Going to get it in to Augustine. Back to Monk, left wing. Switches to the right hand. Hook pass to LeBron. Shot fake. Two seconds. One second. Triple pump. Three ball. No good. There you go. No good. There you go. Handle your business, Pelicans. The game is over. 
This one belongs to the Pelicans. They turned the lights out on us at shoot-around, and we might have just turned the lights out on the Lakers' season. Maybe it was an accident. The lights went out over there at, um, what is it, Crypto.com or whatever it is, one of those money arenas. It doesn't matter. That was two games ago, but I'm still enjoying it. We've talked about the Saints' uh, dates that were passed out over the weekend. P.J. Williams, Jaleel Johnson, defensive tackle, formerly of the Texans. That's your signings over the weekend. No, Tyron Matthew is still not a New Orleans Saints. Juan Kincaid, maybe not even thinking about any of that because his North Carolina Tar Heels are in tonight's national championship game. Kansas is a four-point favorite, but Juan, that's nothing new to this Tar Heel team. They haven't been favorites in a lot of different games this season, but here they are, a chance to win a national championship. Thanks, Gus. I believe they are four-point favorites against uh, underdogs against Duke as well. So, you yep. know, I think I think when you get in this point in time of the year, no matter who the teams are, you really do forget the point spreads and all that because two teams are usually deserving of being where they are right now. And so, I mean, I think Kansas has been fantastic and been probably the least talked about Final Four team in this tournament. And North Carolina never should have been here, according to everyone, and including myself. I think back to when they were coming down the final month and a half of the season, there were questions on whether or not they really get in the tournament because they had one quad one win against out of seven out of eight games. They were one in seven as quad one teams. Then all of a sudden they start picking up in the ACC tournament and they get the obviously before that the big win at Duke on the road that really put them in the tournament, locked mm-hmm. them in. So and here they are. You know, it's, it's a one game at a time situation. It's play your best basketball and get some luck like against Baylor, and here you are. So I'm I'm pretty happy about it. You're in the area over there, man, in North Carolina, and I still remember the old Channel 4 commercials of you and Lee playing in, like, your high school sports, and I remember you in your soccer photos. I know that you went to UNC and played soccer. So what, the point is you, you've gotten to wear the colors. What 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 does basketball mean there? And oh, wow. what is the win on Saturday? I mean, because you, you've been part of the sports department, man. I mean, like, you would probably know a little bit better than just a normal fan to an extent. Well, I mean, basketball is everything here. Just like Saints football and LSU football is everything in Louisiana. It's just, you bleed it. Y'all bleed purple and gold, black and gold. Here we bleed Carolina blue. Sky's blue for a reason, right? Um, but, you know, I, I just grew up watching the sport all my life with my mom and, and, you know, my sisters. We just watched Carolina. We can tell you who played for which team. Again, our fandom is nothing like, it's, it's, it's nothing unlike Saints fans' fandom. They could tell you who who played on the first team, who scored the first touchdown. You know, it's it's just the way it is. And you know, to, to see what this team has done this year under a brand new head coach, head basketball coach, and Hubert Davis, who played for the Tar Heels, obviously it's a great three point shooter. Um, to see them get to where they are now, and it's just it's it's wonderful. And, and I'm in North Carolina now. I get to watch the championship game with my mom tonight, which is special for me because we haven't watched the championship game in probably 20 years together. And so I'm, get, I'm enjoying doing that. While I would love you back in New Orleans to be at the game, my nerves couldn't take it. Uh, they couldn't take the, the, the uh, Final Four game against Duke. I, I told myself, I said, I hate I'm not going to be here for this historic moment. But ner- nerves-wise, I couldn't take it. I watched the basketball game against Duke in a room by myself for two and a half hours. No. By myself. No. All my friends were out at a bar. I was like, I can't. I got to stay. I can't, I can't have outside noise. You know, and I'm sure there are fans of Saints and LSU that understand that. You don't want people bothering you when the game's going on. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear people talking about what they did last week. I just want to focus on the game. And, and so I'll put up with my, my mom tonight or vice versa and watch the game with her, but it'll be fun. 
When you look at that, I was texting you earlier. That's why I kind of wanted your perspective too. This would be their yeah. seventh national title. That shot, and you know, and I, it, it just again, dumb luck by me. I just I switched the video, and I'm like, this kind of feels like this could be a big moment. So I have the Caleb Love three from you know directly behind them, essentially behind the goal, and just to hear the reaction to see. I mean, man, that that sequence of the final ninety seconds or so, dude, it was just. Shot after shot, dude. That you know, it, it it's one of those you frame, right? I mean, the Kayla Love shot that I've seen, it's yeah. it's spectacular with some photographers, man. With the depth of the the Superdome in the background, the outstretched hand of the defender who's not short at all, right? Number fifteen, and you know, and then he, he's just releasing it. It barely clears his hand. It's just, I mean, it's yeah. an incredible shot. Well, it's moments that that are created in this tournament. It's what makes it one of the best sporting events of anything that we get to watch on television or some people are fortunate enough to see in person. The NCAA basketball tournament is about moments, you know, whether it be in the Final Four or in the first round. You have teams knocking off the highest seat. It's all about the moments. And and I've always been a believer that the still pictures capture so much more than the actual video. Yeah. Um, so it's wonderful. Look, I mean, Duke has so much pressure on them that young team to win for Mike Krzyzewski. People don't realize that it wasn't just about Duke Carolina. It was about Duke trying to do something for Coach K, which would be a finality to his career. And I'm glad it all didn't happen. I was nervous because they were playing for so much more. But then you think about that pressure. Carolina had no pressure on them at all. I mean, they weren't expected to win that game because of all that was riding on it for Duke, including Mm -hmm. back when they played in Canada the end of the season. So um, I'm glad Carolina's here where they are. But you asked me in a text message, do I think this is the best Tar Heel team? No, I don't, not at all. Do I think it's the most improbable run to a championship for all their teams? Absolutely, because you take into account brand-new head coach, a basketball team that was at one point not considered a team to make the tournament, much less get to the Final Four and not the championship game, yeah. and all those factors in the teams that didn't make it in the past, the Jerry Stackhouses, the Steve Wallaces, that team was ridiculous, didn't make the NCAA Finals. So, I think the job that Hubert Davis needs to be given a pat on the back. It doesn't get talked about very much, but him being able to write the ship of this basketball team, losing a couple back-to-back games this season in the ACC by 25 points and plus, I mean, they were at a low point, and he got them back to the high point now. So he deserves a lot of credit. He's not talked about nearly enough. Dean Roy, I mean, he's following coaches that are known by the first name. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, Hubert, Hubert's not there yet, but right. you know, this is a pretty darn good start. I'm still holding a little judgment. We'll see how well he can recruit. But as far as being a game coach and drawing up the right plays, he shortened his bench to seven players, which was the right thing to do finally. He's just done everything. Every, every button he's pushed has been the right mm-hmm. one. Well, leave us with this, man, as I'm uh, watching the start of the NBA Today show over on ESPN and going back and watching the Lakers season end. How much did you enjoy Friday? Oh, it was wonderful. Um <laughs> I'm assuming you're talking about the Pelicans and yes, and Pelicans and Lakers. Yeah. yeah, I've been I've been in college basketball most of the last five years. Yeah, no problem. It was great. And listen, you think you go back to when Anthony Davis was here. He didn't want to be here. He basically walked off the court out of the, out of the arena during the game. Didn't want to be here. But that's all, folks. The T-shirt. So many things. Like we all know who Anthony Davis is. He's a fantastic player, mm-hmm. but he can't stay on the court, so it doesn't help you at all. LeBron James is carrying that team, scoring 35 a night which is amazing, by the way, that is still a high-level performer, MVP performer, but he needs help. That's a bad basketball team. And the Pelicans are a better, improving basketball team. Mm-hmm. They, they won the game they were supposed to win based on how the two teams are playing. 
and it didn't matter that Anthony, it matter that Anthony Davis was back. They won the game they were supposed to win because it's important. That's what, to me, tells me about the growth of this team. And I know that Willie Green's not going to get the coach of the year. I get all that because of the record. But I don't know a coach that's had a bigger impact on their basketball team on just the, the putting belief in a basketball team than he has. I mean, he has his team believing they can win against any team in the NBA. And we couldn't say that with Alvin Gentry. Couldn't say that with Stan Van Gundy. But with Willie Green, the player coach in him has these guys believing they can do anything. And that's what you want. Once they believe that, they can start winning games consistently. And you're starting to see it. And we yeah. haven't gotten Zion on the court yet. So. Yeah. Building that culture is uh, the hardest thing to do, Juan. You know that from covering sports, being in locker rooms. It's it, it, it's got to be organic, too. You can try to create that, but you have to have buy-in. The coach has to understand how to do it. it, it it's it's you know Everybody walks in when they start the job. This is what we need to do. We all need to play for one. But it doesn't always work that way, you know? Yeah, yeah but you know, Gus, the thing that's different about Willie is that other coaches will come in and say, this is what we need to do, and they have things that go based on. They've done it before. Right. Well, he doesn't have that. Mm-mm. He's going based on what he's seen other coaches do, how he's seen it work other places, Phoenix, places like that, and said, this is what will work. And players, they they, they, they are drawn to him. And, you know, we keep saying, if Zion's here, other players will come here. That's not necessarily true if you're not winning. Players want to go where teams are winning. And, and Willie Green is starting to win basketball games. So if you get to add Zion to that mix, if you get to add him eventually to that mix this year and next year, if he's still here, then you'd like to think that things are going to progress after that. But you don't really know. But based on what Willie's doing with this team and this roster right now, and the fact they may get a top-10 pick with the L.A.'s roster if they make the playoffs or not, I mean, the sky's the limit. And you're going to start seeing players want to come and play here because this franchise is winning basketball games. That's the most important thing at the end of the day. At Juan G. Kincaid, you and Will Guillory. Good luck to you guys tonight. Hey, let me tell you something. Will Guillory is a brave man watching that game there live. Uh, I know he's on the road with the Pelicans a lot, but I'm sure he's kind of his heart's in two places right now. (laughs) (laughs) There's no doubt, man. At Juan G. Kincaid. Wish us luck like we're playing the game. Wish us luck like we're playing the game. No, for sure. I can understand it, man. Uh, Thanks for stopping by, man. No problem. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. At Wanji Kincaid, the way to follow over on Twitter. Sports director over at Fox 8. Quick break. We come back. Marlon Favorite will join us. We'll get his thoughts here as well. Um, I kind of want to go off of what Dennis Allen said, and I played the bite earlier, um, about building your team. And how important is these workouts? I think they're important. Everybody's telling me to calm down and wait for training camp. They got mini camps. They got OTAs. I think the Saints should take advantage of it. Sports Hangover, ESPN New Orleans. The boys of summer are back, and Caesar Sportsbook has released an exciting offer for new users. Download the Caesar Sportsbook app and get started with up to eleven hundred dollars in first bet insurance. Sign up with promo code Radio CZR. That's one word, and then you place your first bet on the MLB, college basketball, NBA, hockey, you name it. Bet up to eleven hundred dollars, and if you win, congrats. But if you lose, you'll get it all back as a free bet, which is like site credit you can use on your next wager. And with Caesar's Rewards, every bet you place, win or lose, brings you closer to redeeming amazing benefits, tickets, free stays, experiences, and more. 
Must be 21 and physically present in Louisiana. Permit pending in Horseshoe, Bossier City. Not available in prohibited parishes. New users only. Bet amount of qualifying wager return only if wager is settled as a loss. Paid as a single bet credit. Must be used within 14 days. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Get